Welcome to our virtual book club, Bookish with two Ks. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kendra. More than just a virtual book club, Bookish is a place where books are better than movies, reading under the covers with a flashlight is a shared childhood memory, and FYPs are full of book recs. Every two weeks, we will discuss a new book, either selected by Caitlin and me or voted on by the bookish members of our community. Whether it's listening to our podcast or chatting with us on our community pages, Bookish is a home where book lovers can connect, fangirl, and discuss their mutual obsessions. So kick up your feet, grab a good book, and join the club. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Every time, this is so funny, I shouldn't tell you this, but I feel like you laugh. There was one time that you sang like that on our podcast intro, and I was playing it in the car with Keaton, and Keaton goes, oh, Kendra shouldn't sing. (laughs) It's true. Here's the thing. I should never be given a solo, ever. (laughs) I can do the chorus, except I needed to be reminded regularly that, Kendra, when you're in the chorus, you don't need to sing loud. You're supposed to be like, shh. (laughs) I'm confident in your ability to, like, be a part of the choir. Yes. 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 (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the new year. I don't know what else I have for you. You can't top my song, Caitlin. I'm sorry. I know. I (laughs) can't beat that. Um, Welcome to the new year. Before we dive into our fun episode that we have today, which is the sequel to The Atlas Six, which is one of the very first books that we read for the podcast. Um, We wanted to just give a quick recap on like book top books we read in 2023, what we're looking forward to in 2024. I know we just did an anniversary of our podcast episode in September, so don't want to repeat ourselves too much, but yeah. And honestly, a few things have changed in my top five. Like we'll go through them like real quick, but the end was strong for me in particular. Yeah, no, it's been a good year. I'd say my top, I don't think my top two have changed, but There's been, well, there's been a few, see, the thing for me is there's been a few that we didn't read for the podcast that have made my list. So I'm excited to see the difference between yours and I's lists. I'm excited. So first of all, I'm so proud of obviously you, but also myself. My goal for 2023 was to read 18 books. I ended up reading like 27. Like I'm so proud of myself. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah, that's so many. I also surpassed my reading goal. I set my goal to be 30, which I think I read like 25 or 27 in in last year. And I read like over 50. So (laughs) wild. I love that goal this year. We did reread several series, which like those obviously still count. But like those were, I think that like added to our ability to just like crank them out. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. There were a few on this list. I was like, Oh, yeah, like, I was like writing them down like, Oh, yeah, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Mockingjay, Selection, The One, The Air, The Crown. Like, (laughs) yeah, just, yeah, just pounding them out. Yeah. So that being said, we've read a lot of books. Some winners, some losers. Should we start with our most disappointing or go? Yeah, let's let's start with our most disappointing. So it's everything else is on on the uphill after that. Yeah, good call. What was your most disappointing read of the year? So I'll have to say that the book itself wasn't bad, but the premise was so good that I built it up in my mind. And then it just simply wasn't that. So for me, it was Killers of a Certain Age was my biggest disappointment. And I think that if I went in with no expectations, I really would have liked it. But I had such high expectations that it was just such a bummer. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. That was such potential there. And then like, as we talked through and we're like, oh, wait, this could have been an ending. Or they could have gone this direction. We were like, wait, it could have been so much better. Yeah. Um, 
I agree with you. My most disappointing read was luckily pretty short, but it was The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. They just made it into a TV series. Uh, How they did that, I don't know, because it is potentially the most boring book. (laughs) So it was so bad, you guys. And the only reason I finished it is because it was on audio and I was just like, I I have to figure out why people like this so much because it was not good. And I, I'm impressed that they spun it enough to make a TV series out of it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I guess I'm grateful I didn't have to get through that. I'll take it off my TBR. It wasn't on my TBR, but I'll make sure it never enters the TBR. Don't put it on it. Honestly, like I, I disliked that book so much that I, I don't think I would, I, I will ever read another book by that author unless somebody I'd love and close to me tells me that it was really good. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So let's turn this around. What's yeah. one of your most anticipated books for 2024? I am obviously highly anticipating the third book of the Crescent City series by Sarah J. Mass, which comes out this month. But I'm also really excited. We have a new book coming from Emily Henry called Funny Story. And I just love everything she writes. She's my favorite like one of my favorite authors. So I'm very, very excited for that. No, 2024 is going to be good. I saw those. I am personally just have not gotten into Emily. Like, it's not that I don't like her. It's just, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But actually, Kate Quinn has a book coming out in 2024. She's a co-author with another author. And it's called The Phoenix Crown. It's supposed to come out like, I think early this year. February, I think 2024. It's about two wrong women's like quest for justice, like early 1900s. Like I am here for it. I'm excited. We might have to put that on the on the voting list. We, you know, we love Kate Quinn. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm always intrigued by co-author books. Like you never know how they're gonna go. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's probably what I'm most looking forward to, like as an incoming book. Obviously, there's a few unannounced sequels, like the fourth wing series, the serpent of the wings of night series. Like there's a few of them where I'm like, I, if it comes out in 2024, I'm all here for it. They just (laughs) haven't announced a date yet. So I know, I know. Yeah. We obviously have our eyes on those. Yeah. Lots of fantasy reads on my horizon. Lots of fantasy reads in my 2023 as well. Um, Should we, should we go through our top five? Yeah, I think we should. I was talking to Kendra because we were trying to decide whether to do a top three or a top five. And I, well, I was, I'll say I had like quite a few three star reads. Like I'd say a majority of my books this year were three stars, which was really frustrating. But then I like had an easy top five and then like a really hard top three. So I'm like, please let's do five. (laughs) Five is easier. So actually, ironically enough, it was easier for me to cut off at my top three. For me, I'm, I'm like at a top six, like five was hard for me, but I, I made the hard decisions cuts were made the list is in and I'm ready to talk about it you can give an honorable mention if you have to (laughs) no I'm I'm prepared to stand by my list all right what was your top five then let's go in reverse order top five Addie LaRue so there were a lot of great books that we read thinking back over the year I because I was listening to audio was making dinner like gasping (gasps) what like talking out loud it captivated me in a way that I just can't describe. It was so good. And so because of that, it knocked out Iron Flame. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Iron Flame did not make my top five. It is a very strong book of this year. But yeah, no, I I agree. 
Abby LaRue was really good. I think you liked it more than I did. And I'm I so did. my number five is actually Yellow Face by RF Kuang. This one was so interesting. And I is one of those books that I like will think about for a, a really long time. We did it for my in-person book club. And it's a really good book for discussion as well. Cause it's one of those that like the main character that you're reading from is so unlikable and like makes the wrong decision at every turn, but you can't look away. It's fascinating. So that's my number five. I love that for you. You know, I love a good like villain. I love to root for the not traditional protagonist. So that would either just exponentially increase my anxiety and my panic attacks, or like I'd have a great time. This is not a villain that you can root for. This is an absolute idiot of a person. Oh no. (laughs) But like, it's just so interesting. Highly recommend Yellow Face. It was actually one of the top books for on Goodreads for 2023. So. So good. So anyone that knows me at all, at any capacity. And I would even count all of you listening to me if you've listened to our Hunger Games series will not be surprised whatsoever that Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is my number four. It was so stinking good. And when people ask me if I liked it, I actually have a hard time talking about it because I'm like, internally, it was so fantastic. It was so good. But I have to understand like, One of the reasons I think it was so good, Caitlin, you and me doing the reread before leading into it, regardless of like podcast engagement, anything like that, like reading those three prior to reading Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes changed the game. It made it so much exponentially better. And so it was a number four. No, it's my number four as well. Oh, great. just, Just so good. I... I made Keaton read it too. I've just made my sister read it. She called me. She was crying on the plane. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And the movie was so good. I'm so glad that we reread them and then read this. I genuinely don't think it's it would have been as enjoyable if we hadn't done that. I don't think it would have been my top five. It would have been good. It would have been good, but not top five. Yeah, it's top four for sure. Yeah. Dang. What about three? Three is an Emily Henry. Shock and surprise. (laughs) Number three is Happy Place. This one was not nearly as happy as the title suggests. It was much more emotional than I anticipated it being. And it just, I read it. It was like right book, right time. And I just, it hit me right in the feels. And I I saved it specifically for like a weekend away. I, I was, it was highly anticipated for 2023 for me. And I like sat and cherished it and read it at the right time. And it lives in my heart now. (laughs) Oh, love that for you. My number three lives in my heart too. It's Serpents of the Wings and Night or whatever that was. Wow, (laughs) I'm impressed that made your number three. I'm so excited. (laughs) So anyone that will listen, which you guys love you, quite a few of you. Um, (laughs) Vincent is one of my all-time favorite characters ever blanket statement ever and I I just wanted to commemorate that with a placement in the top five it's something when you're able to be captivated like a character like that and for me it was the layers it was the depths I know you didn't feel that way but I certainly did (laughs) and it was just like oh I so enjoyed it I think you need to put her other series on your list for 2024 because so something that Carissa Broadbent does really well is her characters. Like they are just 
so captivating, like you said, and like her stories are very, they have like intense plot and world building and all that kind of stuff, but like her characters are what stick out to you. Um, and she does that really well. Yeah, definitely. For sure. What's your two spot? Well, my top two are both fantasy, although this one is, I don't know if I would fully describe it as fantasy. My number two is Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. I feel about this book, how you felt about Addie LaRue, which is just like, it was beautiful. And I was, I cried and I like, didn't expect this book to hit me the way it did. It reads a little bit more like a historical fiction with like a little bit of magical elements. Um, There's a little bit of like Greek mythology in there. It is just beautiful. And I love it so much. And those characters just like, ugh. It's on my TBR. So many people have been like, Kendra, 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 you have to read this book. It's there, received. And I'm just like, as soon as I have a second, I'm going to read Divine Rivals. Yeah, as soon as we're not reading two books a month, which is always So No, I'll make time. You know what? I promise all of you, I will read it by the end of February. Ooh, okay, good call. Well, yeah, because then... You're in, you're in good timing because the sequel just came out and now you could read both and be satisfied. It's just Perfect. two books. So. Oh, love that for me. Which brings us to what? Oh, wait, my number two. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Tell me your number two. I think you and I have the same number one. <laughs> but my number two, and I won't even talk about it because I really want to get to number one. My number two is Remarkably Bright Creatures. I read it early of 2023. It's fantastic. Go listen to the episode. Chef's Kiss. But really, we need to be talking about both Caitlin's and my number one spot, which I'm guessing is Fourth Wing. Fourth Wing, baby. Yeah. (laughs) This book, man, like this book has crack cocaine in it because the fact that we both read it twice this year, like reread it. That's how good it was. Could not put it down. Can't stop thinking about it. Want to dive into rabbit holes about theories about it. Like that, it deserves a number one spot. It just is. Easy. Yeah, I know. And I think it's worth noting, obviously, Iron Flame didn't make either of our top five. It was great. It was just a book too. So if you guys haven't entered the series or haven't jumped into Iron Flame, I would recommend. It's just, it's a book two of series of what, five? Like it's it's just getting you into it. So Fourth Wing has that it factor. I It's captivating. And I do appreciate, like you're talking about the Emily Henry, right place, right time. But like, if I would have read that at the beginning of the year, I still think it would have like ranked high, but like, I don't know. It just was, there's something about it. Yeah. I can't wait for the rest of the series. I know. It's so good. Yeah. And I'm so happy to have read it. Like, that we're reading it now, like with everyone as it's coming out. It's so fun to like be a yeah. part of this yep. thing. <laughs> you know what book didn't make either of our top fives? What? The Atlas Six series. Oh, I guess is that 2022? Yeah. Okay, so pass. Why did it make the top five? But we should dive into that. We should discuss why we're doing this, what's going on, why yeah. we're here. Okay, so to preface, Atlas Six is one that we read at one of our first episodes. So it was late 2022. And the sequel came out not long after that, but it took us so long to get around to reading it. And the Atlas Six like is so popular and is one that we both like, as we as we just did in our anniversary episode, it did make our top five of books we've read for the pot first year of the podcast. And so that was one that like those characters have stuck with us that we still think about. And so we figured we have to, we have to read the sequel. Yeah, I know it's a little late, but we're going to do it. Also, I stand by our assessment because 
you guys, we do a, a little bit of a back end. Like I know that we vote on books about once a month where, you know, we all go on to the DMs or our stories and vote and whatnot. But then Kayla and I try to like plan out the series in between our second books throughout the month. And we actually had Atlas Paradox slated. I think it was either November or December, mm-hmm. maybe even October, but whatever, it must have been November. It was November because it was bumped by Iron Flame. Yeah. We had it saved, like, oh my gosh, we have to do it. We have time after Battle of Summer Snakes. It's going to be great. And then Iron Flame obviously had its release date. We're like, just kidding. We are bumping it so hard into next year. <laughs> I know. So no hate to this series. But, like, we had to hop on the Iron Flame train. We had to strike while the Iron Flame was hot. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, you guys, I can't believe it's the first day of the year. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I can't wait to see what this year has in store for us. But without further ado, that's Paradox. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to continue the discussion, check out our community pages linked in our show notes. If you love this podcast, leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts. While you're at it, share this with a friend. Bye.